Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. What's up, guys? You're listening to So I Married a Movie Geek. I'm Chrissy McQueen. Justin Winters and I co-host this here podcast. And it's not a fantasy movie dream. No, wait. Shit. I can't even talk. I was going to say, it's not a fantasy movie draft week. That's hard to say three times fast. You can start over if you want. You want to start over? Screw it. What? You know why? (laughs) You know why? Anybody who has been listening to this podcast long enough knows that I am an imperfect beast. (laughs) Anybody who's brand new to the podcast is now going to be like, oh man, it's not a fantasy movie draft week that I'm not listening. I know. Why did you have to put that out like right right up in front? Because I feel feel like now I'm the second (laughs) fiddle of the podcast. So I'm now, I'm I'm being self-effacing. Oh, Chrissy, that's not true. And putting it out there. That's not true. So if you came for the goods... We're They're not to, here in this we're week. We're going to assuage you somehow. <laughs> fantasy Chrissy draft. Oh, boy. Can you say fantasy m- movie draft, whatever I said, three times in a row? Fantasy movie draft, fantasy movie draft, fantasy movie draft. That was close. Now say fantasy movie draft week. How about you stop it's telling hard. me what to do? It's just hard. I'm imperfect as well. Are you? My name is Justin. Hi, Hello. Justin. Hello. Welcome. Hi, Chrissy. Hello. <laughs> It's cool. Like it I said, cool. I'm terrible at intros as well. I have to do them without you when you're not here. And I'm just like, it feels wrong. Why does it feel so wrong? I don't know. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Let's not get into this again. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> How are you? <laughs> we're, in, we're in the middle of the doldrums of January. How are you? January sucks, guys. Have you ever met anybody who's like, do you know what I really love? January. Seriously, though. People who have birthdays in January. Okay, fine. Happy birthday to your dad. Happy birthday to my dad, to my grandfather. They they have birthdays in the same week. Mm-hmm. And today, the day we're recording, is your actual dad's birthday. So, to- Totes my goats. Happy birthday, Monty. It's a special day. Um, but just, yeah, just in general, you know, I love the holidays. I mean, we mm-hmm. we didn't take it down our tree and stuff till la- last weekend. Yeah, kept it up. And it felt wrong then. I was like... I know. I was like, "Oh no, this is so festive." We live and in happy. we live in a development where you can see uh, neighbors' houses pretty easily, and I saw that their tree was still up after we had taken ours down, and I was like, "Man, did it too soon?" Yeah, we, we're on our own calendar. Yeah, screw those people. They're like, once Christmas, like I know I knew people that, like take theirs down Christmas night. I don't understand that at all. Like, That's what? horrible. What a horrible letdown. You know, and I get like, okay. So the weather sucks in winter, no matter where you are. Even if you're here in LA, it's not exactly like beach weather. But we've had monsoons. I mean, it's been a rainy Jan. Oh my god! But like, at least in December, the weather may suck, and you're working your butt off. But hey, there's lights everywhere. Even if you, I don't care if you're Christian, I'm not Christian, but I celebrate Christmas. It's great. Like you don't have to be religious to enjoy the the lights and the feel of family and getting together. Music, and Christmas food. music. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And then January rolls around and it's just like, I'm still cold and awful, but now with a lot less lights and happy people. True. Boo. 
<laughs> I'm done. And not only that, January is known as the the time where, at least in theaters, there's just not a lot of good movies out. Oh, not yeah. that not that we even go to the movies. So it's kind of like say. a moot point. I go for kids' movies. <laughs> Speaking of, hmm. we had some exciting developments in the last couple of days. We did. Yeah, Chrissy finally saw Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Oh yeah. Chrissy, would you like to give your your short review? It was great. Uh, of my favorite movie of 2018. Now that you saw it, well, I mean, I'm not. I'm definitely not going to be like it sucks because you know it's your favorite. I'm kidding. It was actually really, really good. I don't think you would do that anyway. It's an no, amazing film. No, 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 no. It was definitely for somebody who doesn't read comic books, but you know, is familiar at least with the universe. It is totally, uh, I think, the most in line with with that whole feel of how the stories go, how they progress, the way they're told, um, more than any of the other Marvel's movies that we've seen over the years. And I enjoy Marvel Marvel's movies. Um, this one was special, though. There was something unique and special about it. Love that the new Spider-Man is a kid of color. That's fantastic. Multiple spider people. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, so Spider-Gwen, right, who came from a different dimension, mm-hmm. otherwise known as Spider-Woman, she was by far both my kids' favorite. My son was like, um, I want to be Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen's my favorite. <laughs> she, she had cool hair. She was a dancer. She was a dancer. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so you really liked it. Yeah. Great characters. Lots of, of moments where it's funny and then a few minutes later, How about your that heart soundtrack? Out. What up, soundtrack Danger? Soundtrack is awesome. <laughs> and the score. Like This is the second time I, I've seen it, obviously, because we... Finally got a screen, a four-year consideration screener, like in th- January, <laughs> three or four weeks after everyone else, yeah. which kind of defeats the purpose. A little I hope, bit. I hope a lot of people got to see it, but you still vote the for them. The score is great. <laughs> like everything about it, I was just like, yes, mm-hmm. I love this movie. So. It feels a void I didn't know existed. It's funny when you told me, I think it was last year, you said, "Hey, they're making another Spider-Man movie." I remember saying to you, "Like, really? Is that what the world needs? Do we need another Spider-Man movie?" I don't think we do. And then it was this. So we did need it, and I didn't know that. True that. True that. What, what would be your final grade? A. A. There you go. Would it have been in your top 10, do you think, if you would have saw it? Yes. Wow. It would have probably knocked out um, Bird Box. <laughs> Knock out uh, Infinity War? <laughs> no. Knock out Bird Box. It would have knocked out Bird Box. Um, so that was big. Glad you finally saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Oh. Tonight. Huge. Chrissy, we had... Uh, is it the Superwolf Blood Moon you're talking about? <laughs> is that what it's called? Superwolf Blood Moon? Yeah, is that what it's called? Can I see it if I... Like, which way is it... Can I just, like, look out the window and, know. like, narrate? I mean, I don't know. We can ask Siri. Here, look. No, she probably can't hear me. I don't see it. Where is the Superwolf Blood Moon? Is it... I'm not seeing it. No. What I was about to say okay. is... I found this on the web for where is the Superwolf Blood Moon. She's not helpful. Yeah. Like, who cares? No, we uh, we had our first fast food burger at Carl's Jr. in over a decade. Oh, yeah, we did. Huge news in the veggie food space as Carl's Jr. slash Hardee's for some of you guys on like the East Coast mm-hmm. now has a Beyond Burger. Mm-hmm. Made with uh, Beyond Meat, which is... Fake meat. Completely plant-based and vegan. Uh, note to all the vegans out there, if you want to order it at your local Carl's Jr. slash Hardee's, make sure you ask for no mayonnaise. 
Was that the only thing that may get unvegan on it? The mayonnaise? Uh, I didn't go into the real nitty gritty about the bun to make sure, but once in a blue moon, you'll find a bun that has <laughs> the bun is made like from monkey heads or no, something really just might have dairy. like that. No. Some of them might have Here you go, vegetarians and vegans. Or it could be like monkey an egg head, bun. Monkey head bun. Or a lot of times they spread butter on the bun. Yeah. Yeah, things like that. So anyway, obviously we're vegetarian and I mean, I don't really, in terms of fast food, I mean, everyone knows my love of McDonald's fries. Yeah, I know. Sometimes they call to me in the middle of the night. It's terrible. Uh, other than that, sometimes I have like a bref- breakfast biscuit every now and then. I like a breakfast biscuit, usually with like egg and stuff. Yeah. Because of vegetarian, but not a lot of burgers. So this was huge. No, Bar- Burger King has one you've had before. It it does. It's a garden it's, burger, right? It's it's okay. It's just a garden burger. I'd probably give it like a four or five. I kind of like soup it up. I'll scale kinda, one to ten. Kind of like you do with like yeah. onion rings and stuff. But mm. onion rings? Huh? Yeah, just put the onion rings on it. And then put oh. some like barbecue sauce. I don't do that. Make it a barbecue. That's advanced. Well, you got to... I mean, they don't... <laughs> that one, the Burger King definitely doesn't taste good. So you got to... Oh, Good anyway, long, long wind up to the fact that mm-hmm. I really like this uh, Carl's Jr. one. Beyond Burger. It was great. I added avocado and ketchup and wiped off the mayonnaise and added vegan cheese and put it in the toaster oven and it was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, for a fast food burger, again, the, our options are now uh, the Burger King burger or this burger and this one by <laughs> far. This one's got like a out of, and we're talking about fast food burgers scale, yeah, yeah, like yeah, an yeah. eight or nine on, on, on the fast food burger scale for me. You know, it's funny. I was just going to say, when you're like, not a lot of, you know, fast food and you're, it's, the implication is like, woe is us. But in my head, I'm like, is it though? Like, is it a, is it a bad thing that there aren't a ton of fast food options for us? Maybe. Well, Chrissy, <laughs> as, as someone who, as a kid, ate a lot of fast food. Yeah. Because it was the cheap, it was the cheapest option, you know? Mm-hmm. We weren't all, you know, raised with silver spoons in our mouth, Chrissy. Oh, whatever. We ate at El Pollo Loco a lot. <laughs> so I'm just saying more veggie options is nothing that's nothing but a net positive so to me true I'm not saying I'm gonna be there you know <laughs> every week For, having the no, Beyond I Burger agree, I agree that that is definitely super expensive by the way that was like another thing bucks. I guess I haven't I haven't been in a fast foods or into fast food places a lot to notice how like much the inflation has been. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened? I got something. <laughs> I, used to, I grew up on fillet. Uh, fillet of fish Fridays. Fillet of fish Fridays. Yeah. That like got me by that and Wendy's when I moved out to L.A. because I had zero money. I remember going to Burger King. I don't know, maybe like a few months ago for breakfast because I was trying to surprise you with a couple of those biscuits that you like, and I thought, you talking oh, about croissant, which is I am. And, and I thought, you know what, while I'm here, let me grab the kids some hash browns. All right, I'll have two orders of hash browns. Okay. And then it come, came with the juice or whatever. And when all was said and done, she was like... 50 bucks. She's like, that'll be like $17. And, I, and as I'm going into the window, I'm like, how did we get to $17? Like, where am I? Yeah, it's crazy. It especially was, especially yeah. those potatoes. Like, I was looking at the potatoes because they have different types of fries. Mm-hmm. It just like... A lot for fries, like three or four bucks for fries. Yeah, it's surprising. I was like, man, I am super old. So anyway, thumbs up to the, the Beyond Burger at Carl's Jr. slash Hardee's. I wish that, you know who I wish would would start making Beyond Burgers available? in and out That would work. I mean, how amazing would that be? They've been they've been lobbying, uh, they being the vegan community, to have in and out have an option for years. 
And they always just come back and like, oh, well, we keep it simple. You can just order, you know, the wish burger, which is basically vegetables on bread. Yeah. Not always do grilled cheese. It's not the same. I know. Anyway. Anyway, exciting news, Chrissy. Totally. Our first uh, official double feature of 2019. Woo woo. And so here, so uh, we just did the 1985 fantasy movie draft. Mm-hmm. Um, congratulations to Wes from Via VHS for, for winning that and advancing to the semifinal rounds. Way to go, Wes. In March. But uh, within that year, there was a, a movie mentioned, I think in the honorable mentions, uh, we were talking about, and I was like, man, that movie was really traumatic to me as a child, I remember. And I haven't, you know, gone back to it since. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, Chrissy hasn't seen it. So we have to add, that's something we have to get to straightforward and um so that movie's return to oz yes which is one of the movies we watched uh for for the podcast this week and to pair it i'm like okay if we're going with the uh, man this movie i, I remember is kind of being traumatic as a child i was like what's another movie i remember uh in that same vein and so we decided to also watch another 1985 film a canadian film chrissy a uh it's called the peanut butter solution yes so return to oz the peanut butter solution. Both what both watch both of those. But first, because I feel like this is kind of like a Saturday morning vibe we got going on. Like, yeah, you get up in the morning, you grab yourself some some a snack or uh, breakfast or something, and then you watch a couple of um, movies that maybe you're you shouldn't be watching. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe a little too advanced for kids. I don't know. Um, in the eighties, this is the eighties we're talking about. So I was like, what perfect time but to do a mystery snack challenge. Where's my snack pack? You've got a banana. You don't need no snack pack. You know I like snack pack. Why can't you just give me a snack pack? I thought that was your snack pack. What are you talking about? Nothing. Dun-dun-dun. Chrissy, are you ready for some mystery snack challenge? I, You know, I'm always, like, I'm about as ready as, as you, you can be. As you talk and, and you know, ruminate on it, I'm going to get it out, okay? Okay. Go ahead. So I was guessing earlier, uh, Justin got back from, like, a, I don't know, Renwell Aaron's trip, and he's like, I got a surprise for you. And I'm like, let me guess, it's something for the podcast, what isn't is that it? that impression of me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking out a thermos for you. <laughs> right, thermos is true. So I guess that it was something for the podcast, and he immediately had this like I cannot confirm or deny face mm-hmm. on. But I knew it wasn't a thermos, and I knew it had to be a mystery snack thing. So I said, "Is it for the mystery snack challenge?" And he's like, "Maybe." Okay. You want to you want to put out a guess? Are you just put out a guess? Do you think you know what it is? I guessed earlier, but I was already wrong. I guessed that it was a new wacky flavor of Oreos, like carrot cake or something Ugh, like that. No, even better. Oh boy! So this is something that uh, people who follow us on Facebook or I don't know if it's Instagram or Facebook. When I saw that it was out, I was like, okay, have to do star mark star mark. I have to. We have to put this on mystery snack challenge. I just figured out what it is. Totally meant for us. I know what it is. Involving one of my favorite. You went to Walmart earlier today for one, this one, reason. One of my favorite movie snacks of Damn all it. time. I'm talking about Sour Patch Kids cereal. <laughs> the fact that this is a cereal now Here. is frightening. How about look at that box? Oh my box. God, why did you get the biggest box? It's the only the box they have. It's like a tank. They had a one pound, two ounce box and that's <laughs> all? Holy shit. 
guys. So, so anyway, this is a, I think this is a Walmart exclusive Sour Patch Kids cereal. That doesn't surprise me. All right. Wait, I, I, don't have the, I don't have the milk in, but just waft. Just get a little waft I'm of that. I'm going to sniff it. Am I sniffing Sour Patch Kids? What the hell just, are Just these? smell it. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> guys. Like, it actually smells like Sour Patch. And it's not like... Oh, my it's God. Not you like, poured a huge bowl. Well... I don't think I'm going to go deep into the Sour Patch Kid. Like this is exclusively for the podcast, basically, because I'm sure it's got all the, the red and yellows and the oh, it does the numbers and stuff. Red forty, yellow five, yellow six, blue one, and BHT. I'm going to pour the milk. I didn't want to like bring it up in milk and like totally. Oh my god, we're having milk malign. with this. I thought we were just going to like pick what, at it. What are we savages? Of course, we're going to have milk in our cereal. Mean it's savage to have cereal without well, milk. Can you read what it says on the box? Like, what is it? How, how there's like a turnage of, of flavors. Here, I got you. You. New post Sour Patch Kids flavored cereal, sour then sweet. <laughs> Guys, Mr. I have the ingredients sugar is the number one ingredient. Okay, that's got milk in it. Okay, corn flour, wheat flour, whole grain oat flour, ugh, hydrogenated vegetable oil. Corn syrup, citric acid, salt, sodium citrate, canola oil, more oil, Ugh. calcium carbonate, and then all of the reds and the yellows. Can you get that bowl without spilling it right in front of you? Okay. No, you, you just can't balance it on the box. Sure like I can. That. Watch me. All right, guys. I've been waiting for this for like two or three months since I saw this on the this interwebs. disgusting. And I haven't even tried it. Sour Patch Kids cereal. Are you ready for the taste test? No. All right. Oh, well, I got to get some like milkage oh, here. All right. Here man. we go. Ready? Yeah. What the fuck am I eating? What is this witchcraft? Justin. That's, it, that's very strange. It like changes chemically. Like the taste changes halfway through. That is very strange. I need another bite. It's got like a fruity pebbles type. You know, like chemical flavor, mm-hmm. fruity. If yeah. fruity pebbles Yikes. mated with Fruit Loops, and then had like the sugary chalkiness of Lucky Charms without the marshmallows, it might be the cereal. Oh, and then if they took like the sugar from the bottom, from the bottom of a package of Sour Patch Kids and sprinkled it on top. Oh, that is not good. No. Why do you do this to us, Justin? Why? <laughs> I had to try it. Chrissy was calling my name. Yeah. You know that Sour Patch Kids is my favorite. Why am I still eating this? Yeah. <laughs> no, like I'm I'm not even lying. Sour Patch Kids is probably the, the thing I get most if I go to a movie theater and get a, a candy of some kind. Justin, try a dry one without the milk. It's better. Marginally. No, still not good. Our kids are going to love this, and I don't think we should let them have it. I told you, I'm not, that's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's talk about the shape of, of each one, Justin. So if you look at the box, guys, it looks like dildos. little... Looks like dildos. Well, okay. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Justin. Yes. I was going to say, if you look at the box, it actually looks like Sour Patch Kids in tiny format, but in real life, there's absolutely <laughs> no faces on them. And it looks... Sort of like dildos, or I was <laughs> gonna say, dildos. actually, you know what I was gonna say? It looks like those mini poops when you're constipated and you can't get it out, so like your body squeezes it and then lets it go. 
and squeezes it. It's a very small poop. And then lets it go. I know. I said constipated. Interesting. Mini poops. Mini poop dildos. <laughs> Taste the rainbow. <laughs> uh, so Sour Patch Kids cereal, guys, I have to give a whew, D. D. Yeah. Sorry. I love sour. I love the candy, but the cereal, not a, not a promising f- future here. This is like a weird thing where it's terrible, but you can't stop eating it. Chrissy loves it. I don't love it. Oh my gosh, Chrissy. This is like your new favorite cereal. No. You can have that whole box. I don't want the whole box. That box is huge. I don't want it. I don't even know if it'll fit in our cabinet. It's so can, big. Can we donate it? <laughs> I, was, I was about to throw it out for the birds and then like watch as they like die, mutate into <laughs> like fly like uh, super creatures. Basically, the, pla- the pieces that haven't been in the milk aren't the worst. What will be your final grade for Sour Patch Kids cereal? C, C minus, somewhere in there. Didn't we do a cereal thing? We talked about cereals. What was your favorite cereal? So, five. So I'm five years old, 85. Mm-hmm. Grab me some cereal, get in front of the TV to watch some Return to Oz, a peanut butter solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would be my cereal? I was really big into Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, yeah. Some fro- some. I mean, Frosted Flakes is classic. Because mm-hmm. you can add anything to it. But those two, and then uh, Peanut Butter Crunch. Those three were probably my favorites when I was a kid. That's cool. What was your favorite? I like Sour Patch Kids? No. Can we, should, no. Should we put some, oh, we should put the Sour Patch Kids cereal in the, the Lake House mailbox back to you. So you can have it when you were a kid. Just like the put hell? it in there, put it in the mailbox, and it'll time travel back to you as a kid. It wouldn't have been my thing. No? No. I liked two in particular, and I think you're going to really... Get a kick out of one. So I like sitting your love of Sour Patch Kids cereal. Well, just wait. Who knows? I liked Kicks because oh, it's so gross and bland. Kick. Well, wait till you hear my second one that I would eat out of the box. Grape nuts. All bran. Oh my god! I liked it. No wonder you had. Did you have stomach issues as a kid? I did, well back then I didn't really understand what the brand did to me so I do remember that, like after eating it for a significant period of time I'd be like I don't feel great anymore. <laughs> I would eat it out of the box. It was great. Your mom's like, Chrissy, you're not supposed to eat four boxes of no brand every no, morning. No, do, do you know where I got it? I got it whenever I was at my grandmother's house. Once in a blue moon, I would have a sleepover there, and she was slept in really late in the morning, and I was a yeah. good kid, and I didn't wake her up. So I'd have the TV and a box of all brand. Grandparents love that stuff, man. I that's know. where my that's where my grandparents and they had like uh, my grandparents had like prune juice in the fridge. Yep. Yep. I'm totally gonna be that grandmother. Some prune it's juice, be great. some brand, some sour patch kids cereal. Nervous. Mix it up. It's good. Yeah, my grandparents also who somebody like grape nuts, and I was like, this is like gravel for grandparents. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> grape nuts like, sucks. <laughs> this keeps them super regular. I Just imagine gravel going through your digestive system. Gross. Ah, uh, but still better than sour patch kids cereal. Wait, you did you even give it a review? Well. What, the a grade? brand? A grade. No, yeah. Sour Patch Kids. Remember our show was between like a C and a C minus? Oh, man, you do love it more than me. Well, you gave it a D. Wow. Very surprising. Are you going to keep eating it? Just the pieces that haven't been covered in milk. Okay. Well, we have to move on. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about our first movie in our Saturday morning with Sour Patch Kids. All right. <laughs> Double feature. Uh, it's a, a 1985 film that Chrissy's never seen. It's called... Return to Oz. Return to Oz. 
This summer, Walt Disney Pictures presents a motion picture fantasy adventure beyond your fondest imagination. You'll be transported miraculously back to the enchanted land of Oz, that magical kingdom beloved by young and old for generations. It's just a yellow brick. No, Belina, you don't understand. This was the yellow brick road. You'll share with Dorothy Gale the shock of finding everything mysteriously changed. What's happened to everybody? And you'll delight with her discovery of four wonderful new friends who band together against a wicked queen and the dreaded Gnome King. This is the Oz you haven't seen before. And this is the Oz you'll want to visit again and again. From Walt Disney Pictures comes a whole new world of entertainment. Why don't we just fly back to Kansas? Return to Oz. Okay, return to Oz. I'm going to hit you with the IMDb logline. Dorothy, saved from a psychiatric experiment by a mysterious girl, is somehow called back to Oz when a vain witch and the Gnome King destroy everything that makes magical land beautiful. This was uh, directed by Walter Murch, uh, written by Walter Murch and Gil Dennis, and stars Feruza Balk, Nicole Williamson, Gene Marsh, a whole bunch of uh, other Piper Laurie, I think is in this movie. Uh, Chrissy? Yeah. Tell us what you thought about Return to Oz. So, okay. Sometimes, I think we as a society have to ask ourselves, do we really need a sequel to fill in the name of excellent movie here? This is a this is becoming a theme. Do we really need another Spider-Man movie? Seriously. Do we really need Sour Patch Kids cereal? I mean, so many so many of these things can just be answered by asking the question. Why do we have to pretend like, yeah, why not? And not even ask ourselves important questions. So somebody in 1985 must have decided like, yep, you know what the world needs? A sequel to one of the most classic movies of all time, The Wizard of Oz. Let's call it Return to Oz, put a random little girl in it, have her come out of an insane asylum pretending to be Dorothy Gale, and give her a whole new cast of characters to follow her around Oz who are nothing like the original characters, except for the fact that one of them is somewhat mechanical, Some one of them is a little bit reminiscent of the uh, the the Scarecrow, and the other one is, I don't even remember, unmemorable. Ready? Let's go. It was terrible. Terrible? Terrible. Okay. Why? Why? What what was terrible about it? Everything. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here. Important questions I need to ask you first. Yeah. Obviously, you love the first Wizard of Oz, number one. Yes, Yes, I do. Uh, I'm a big fan. Did you read any of the books? No. Okay. I didn't read any of the books either, so I have no knowledge of the books, uh, and that comes into play because apparently this is faithful to one of the books or two of the books combined together. Uh, anyway, also I love Wizard of Oz as a kid. Same. And remember, is that one of those like early like Wizard of Oz is something you watch when you're like you know three or four you know early early yes because it's just a classic it's so good. And the biggest problem with this movie is, especially if you haven't read the books, is like 
Everything. It's the total opposite of the first Wizard of Oz. Ugh. It's like a nightmare. Well, wait, but that's not even... <laughs> like, the, like a virtual but Justin, nightmare. But that's not even the movie's problem because if it were talking about like what was a utopia and now it's dystopian, that's one thing and, and that's no, I'm just interesting. Saying, I'm just saying from my point of view, if you think like... Uh, this isn't. The Wizard of Oz, I watched it when I was three or four, like the scariest thing in that one, what is it? That the, the witch is kind of scary, maybe? That's She's it. vain and she puts on different heads. That's it. This movie is oh. pure nightmare fuel throughout. Yeah. So just imagine like, oh, fun and like Wizard of Oz. And then you go into this one saying, oh, I can't wait. They're returning to Oz. Amazing. I love that place. And then you watch this movie. You're like, what the fuck happened to Oz? Who are these? Who are these crazy people? Like, why is this so frightening? And, why and that's the Dorothy, whole movie. And, why and so I'm now that I've seen it. Many, many years later, I'm like, okay, I totally understand why I was traumatized by this movie as like a, a five or six year old, because off the back end of the first Wizard of Oz, it's just like... It's a slap in the face. It's a slap in the face. So so there's nothing redeeming about this movie. When you ask me, when I, you're like, I said it was terrible, and you're like, why is it terrible? And I gave you this face, like, do I really need to go into it? Because, I mean, I could sit here and be we're like, a, well, we're, the we're plot was terrible. We're a podcast, we have to talk about it. That's well, why but hold on. But I could sit here and be like, you know what? The plot was terrible, and... This is this was horribly made and, you know, all of those things. But the fact is exactly what you just said. Coming off of such a fabulous movie that makes you really feel something stays with you for years is a classic that gets, you hand down to your children. I remember letting Broken watch this when she was two and she had a speech impediment and she called it the Bitches of Oz instead of bitches Wizard of Oz. Bitches of Oz. Oz. Oh, it's my favorite thing. I have so many videos. I wonder what Bitches of Oz. Brooklyn, what's your favorite movie? Bitches of Buzz? I'm like, yes. Anyway, this was not Bitches of Buzz. This was some sort of like bastardization. And at every turn where they could have like made a choice to, to make it a better movie, they didn't. They made it a worse movie at every single possible turn. And and it's I, I can't even blame any one thing. Like, can I blame the director? Sure, he was probably terrible. Can I blame the actors? I mean, they should have known better. <laughs> they should have not been a part of this movie. Can I blame the writing? Sure. Everything is horrible about this movie. So This, this is a Walt Disney movie, I guys. cannot believe this is a Disney movie. I can only imagine. Walt the, is rolling in his grave. The people. I don't remember if I was dragged to the movie theater by my one of my parents or both, definitely both, to like, oh, like a Disney movie. It's another Oz film. What a great movie. When did this come out? 95, you said. Yeah, but I was going to like see, like, this is not a Christmas movie. No, this came out in... June June twenty first, nineteen eighty five. It's for your birthday. Oh my god! What if they took? No wonder this totally scared me. Hey probably, Justin, let's ruin your birthday. You want to go to the movie theater and watch Return to Oz? Oh man, Jesus! And see, like like I said, it's been years and years, and I I still remember like the big things that that stuck out were the wheelies. These guys yeah. who instead of the monk the monkeys that fly, they're like degenerate crazy people. <laughs> With with wheels and on their arms and legs, basically, which is wheeling mm. around, making noises, being annoying. Right, that's traumatic as a kid. Yep. Second thing that's really traumatic is there's a woman, a, a character in this movie named Princess Mombi. Yes, I think that's her name. Correct. She's got like tons of heads. See, now she's part- got like tons of heads, and she like has a hall of heads, and she switches out her heads every now and then. I and I was just like. What? Okay, so wait. No. I know I just went on a tirade that this whole movie is terrible, and it is. That was the one part, truly, of the entire 90-minute movie that I felt somewhat interested in what was happening. Like, watching this figure unscrew a head and, like, have to pick from all the other ones. And, and I was sitting there, I'm like, 
okay, so they all look different, but do they have different voices? Will they have different personalities, different predilections? Like, whoa, this is interesting. It was the only interesting part. I'm just telling you, like, if this was like uh, a late 80s or mid to late 80s, like Goosebumps movie, something that had nothing to do with Wizard of Oz. And I saw, like, go in, I went into it thinking that, like, oh, this is going to be like a scary little, like, Goosebumps movie. But this is a return to Oz. (laughs) So when all this stuff was happening, I'm just like, no. Also, why does everybody turn to stone? No. Well, why? Why does Oz look so shitty? Like, <laughs> like she just shows up to Oz, and it's just like your backyard, yeah, like next to some sand. I'm like, yeah. oh Stay no, on the rocks of the sand doesn't. There's eat nothing you. like um, we do amazing and like magical. Where you're like, yes, Oz. You mean like the until, practical until effects until rocks? the end. <laughs> Like at the end, like the real Oz comes out and you're like, yes, where has this been the whole time? Well, do you know what occurred to me? I thought Disney, for all of its money and power, must have had a hard time getting MGM to release the characters, to release certain things. Because I'm like, no, I think Disney owned Disney owned like the characters for a while. I don't know, but because I'm like, maybe that's why, like, immediately the scarecrow and the cowardly lion were turned to stone. Like, well, we can't use them, so let's put them aside. Toto, like, you know what? We we can't use Toto. Let's give her a talking chicken instead of to- it. That's what it felt like. It felt like a low. When I say low rent, I mean like squatting level low rent. Like, let's go ahead and make a knockoff of Wizard of Oz. And and have a cast of characters who will make you think of the original ones, and hopefully in a good way. But it was a terrible way. Uh, I, the IMD uh, trivia has an answer for you. So it says originally the Scarecrow, Tin Woodsman, and Cowardly Lion were to have more prominent roles in the film. However, budget cuts <laughs> forced their appearances to be reduced to mere c- cameos. There you go. Which ended up being a total mistake because you're just like waiting for them to come around. Well, a couple of them are like turned into stone. Like for, you find out from the start, the and you're like, yeah. "Oh no!" Yeah, like, the, and the fact, and and like I said, so remembering as a kid, I was like, I was definitely scared of the the mini head woman. I was definitely scared of the wheelies. Mm-hmm. But looking back, I was like, this movie from Jump Street is traumatic. Like, yep, she wakes, she like she, wakes up at the yes. beginning of the movie and starts talking about Oz and her Auntie M. Who remember at the end of the first movie you're like oh she's back at home yeah, she's thank like, God oh, we're so glad you're b-. she's like it was a fever dream like no oh. she's like shut up. she's like shut up fantasy she's like we don't believe you they're basically asking her, like she's like a crazy mental patient and I'm like what and then they they pretty much have her committed to a sanitarium and she's about to have electroshock therapy like again this is Dorothy Kale for the first movie like singing over the over rainbow over the rainbow not only that she's younger in this for movie as a, how yeah, is she younger she's like 10 years old in this movie yeah. so it's just like it's just all Dorothy just went from being 16 to 10 discombobulating like even an adult I'm watching I'm like no wonder this kind of bombed people were just like what is this they just <laughs> were not ready for this at all and I don't I don't oh, think God. I'm still ready for it no. I was just like no 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 like, could you imagine bit. showing I was Brooklyn just thinking this? that you read my mind. I was like, I can't imagine being like, "Hey, Brooklyn, you want to see the the sequel to Bitches? I mean, Wizard of Oz?" And have her be like, "Yeah," and then show her this. I think she would be, if not traumatized, she'd be very confused, like we were. Ugh. Poor yeah. Feruza Balk, though. This was like her first movie ever. Yeah, you <laughs> kind of feel sorry for her because yeah, I do. I felt because she's, she's not like unlikable. she's acting against a bunch of trash. Yes. Pretty much through the whole movie. That's what I was thinking. She's not like an unlikable person. She's not Dorothy Gale, but she's not an unlikable kid. This is, I mean, this must have traumatized her as well. Well, that explains the craft. 
Oh, the craft is awesome. Craft what are you great. talking about? Was, <laughs> no, was that, that a craft? She, was that, that a craft dig? Well, the, it's a weird, weird flex. No, because okay. she, she went crazy. Well, again, maybe it was because of this. Well, maybe. Apparently, she actually performed barefoot uh, most of the film as she found her black shoes uncomfortable, and the ruby slippers were very fragile and easily damaged. Yeah, didn't they get like the actual ruby slippers from MGM? This is they were specially handmade with imitation rubies and rotoscoped in post production to give them a magical look. Ah, uh, well then. Oh man, I was trying to think of like positives to come out of this movie. Um, God, are there any? I do like TikTok. I remember like him as a kid. He's like the 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 stand in for the Tin Man. Basically, yeah. he's this uh, funny little robot uh, that kind of like waddles around, mm-hmm. and he he looks after her. And when when like shit comes to shove, he like swings his arms around and like beats people with them. Yep. He beat a bunch of the wheelies. That's probably one of the best parts of the movie. You're That's just probably like, why you like him. Shut up, wheelies, and just like <laughs> slap them all with his spinning hands. So I like TikTok. Still like TikTok. Um, I also like the end of the movie does like a weird Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade thing. Um, basically the bad guy in this movie is this guy called the Gnome King mm-hmm. and he is like made of rock and like he moves around. He's really scary. But at the end of the movie, uh, they, they make it to his like rock layer or whatever because yeah. they're looking for the scarecrow. And he's like, well, he's like, let's play a game. He's like, I've got this like room full of knickknacks. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, like the section of the Goodwill stores where it's like everybody's like knickknacks and stuff. And yes. you like walk in there like, oh, this seems like really personal. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't touch. Anyway, there's like a room full of knickknacks like that. He's like, okay, go in there, and you like that's where your your friend the scarecrow is. He's one of those knickknacks, and you got to like touch the knickknack and say Oz or something like that. And if it's him, he'll like show up. But if it's not him, you might like turn into a knickknack yourself. Good luck. And so I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Oh my god, it's just like the Last Crusade. So that part was pretty cool. So for me, positives TikTok. And and the the ending the knickknack room, does that make sense? Sure. Did you like anything? Any pauses for you? There's one pause. There's one pause that we haven't even talked about, Chrissy. There is this movie. Remind me. This movie <laughs> and the soundtrack has the first English language de- debut. No, 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 of, no, not this one. Not this one. Oh, that's right. It's the next one. Yeah. This. Damn it. No more redeeming qualities. <laughs> I was trying to think. This has a weird song in it as well. I, I mean, it's got some weird music. They definitely don't sing. What if they were to sing? I don't know. Oz is very sad and my friends are not here anymore. (laughs) At the end, were you like, why would she go back to uh, Kansas? It kind of sucks. Like they wanted to put her in a psychiatric hospital. I I mean, the chicken chose to stay. (laughs) Belina or whatever it was. She's like, I'm going to stay here in Oz. That was a pretty good impression. (laughs) Thanks. Pretty good impression. So you would, you would, would, would you have stayed? Uh, I, you know what? I, I would have figured that there's life outside of Emerald City. Like, maybe I don't need to go back to Kansas, but I'm just going to keep walking till I find something better than what's here. Away from uh, her aunt and uncle. I mean, they, they put her in a sanatorium, so there's that. It says Feruza Balk did all her own stunts in this movie, Chrissy. Congratulations. So when she walked on those river stones in the desert, it was really she who did it. When she was riding that bed tur- that had a, a moose head and some like palm fronds flying through the air, that was really her, Chrissy. We're proud of you, Feruza. That was really her. Good job. Um, yeah. So at the end of the day, I mean, would you recommend this for people to watch? Is that... <laughs> 
real question? <laughs> Uh, this grossed eleven million at the box office on a budget of twenty five million. Oh my god! Um, wow, I'm it, surprised it made eleven million. To be honest. So, what would be your final thoughts as I look for the Rotten Tomatoes score just to see what they uh, have to say about it? It's just such an abomination. If anything, like it's more fifty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's way too high. Way like I said, high. I guess it it really has to your view of it has to do with if you've read the books because I imagine if you've read so. the books, you knew something like this was coming, you know. Yeah. And the people that read the books, are like, oh, this is actually an actual, this is close to the books, which makes sense. But like I said, only thing I have to go off of is the first movie. Do you know what? It reminds me. It's like an allegory to Mary Poppins, right? Mary Poppins, a beloved movie. We come out with Mary Poppins Returns, which basically recycled a lot of the same plot points and a the lot happiness, of the same... The happiness of Mary, Potten, Mary, Mary Poppins is an antidote to right. the sad despair of right, right, Return right. to Hans. But, but Mary Poppins Returns basically recycled a lot of the elements of the original Mary Poppins in a similar fashion of like, hey, we're not going to give you Chim Chimuri Dick Van Dyke, but we're going to give you Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is like this. No, I don't think that's an apt comparison. That's like, this is like if Mary Poppins Returns, (laughs) Mary Poppins Returns, she's like a serial killer or something. I'm not trying to kill everybody. Right, no, I know. I'm not not, not talking... (laughs) I'm not talking about it being light or dark. A spoonfish. Like her <laughs> freaking machete or something. No, no. A spoonful of Sour Patch Kids. Oh, God. <laughs> no, wait. So, wait, I'm not talking about like it being... Excuse me. Diarrhea over the ground. <laughs> diarrhea on the ground. <laughs> diarrhea on the ground. Yeah, had to go there, huh? So, I'm not talking about it being like light or dark. I'm saying that like... <laughs> I'm just thinking of another Mary Poppins movie where she's a serial killer and she's giving kids stuff to... Sarah Patch kids that give them diarrhea. Anyway. I'll never finish that thought. Pretend I, I finished it. I'm sorry. It. It's okay. I just thought about that. It's fine. No, Mary Poppins Returns is way better than Return I know Oz. that. All I was trying to say is that it did a similar thing that it tried to recycle old plot points and beloved characters into something new, and it worked. Even the fucking this Scarecrow looks like a crazy person. I know. Like, who, who looked at that and was like, yep, we finally got it. It was the 80s. Look at the lion. I mean, the line's fine. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're not really in, in it that much. The the pumpkin head guy. Who called her mom the whole time. Calls her mom. That's so fucking weird. The whole time. Let me call this 10-year-old girl mom. See, it's all about TikTok. Like, I could have just, just give me a TikTok, you know, his his own movie. I he feel was cool. Like- he was like uh, Wilford Brimley if you turned him to like a little... Shiny little you know robot. what? It would have made more sense if this would have been a sequel to The Wiz. Like, put Michael Jackson in there in the middle and be like, "All right, look, it's all of Michael's friends." In which case, we'd be like, "Now that makes sense." <laughs> this this return to us somehow got really creepier by adding <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, kids! <laughs> there weren't that many kids in The Wiz. Now there's more here. Oh man. <laughs> More like, more like the no king because that's not he doesn't like to hear that we really got dark here guys i'm sorry oh man that was good though all right Pete. okay so wait did we give a final grade for return to us we didn't stop talking about michael jackson that's he... all i can think of <laughs> what'd you say did you say grade I didn't. I'm thinking about Michael Jackson in Return to the Wiz. 
Um, I'd say D plus for Return of Oz for me. Oh boy! Like I said, haven't probably haven't seen it since I was in elementary school, and now I I know why. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a D minus. D minus. I remember when it first ended, and I'm sorry, Justin, I took it out on you, and I shouldn't have. I was in grumpy ass mood, but like the movie finished, and I go, "How long was that?" And you were like, "Um, ninety minutes." And I'm like, it felt like six hours. And then I got up, and as I walked out of the room, I said, "What a, what a monumental fucking waste of time!" And you were like, "Whoa!" Well, because I had just gone through it too, Chrissy. I was actively mad at this movie for existing. Jeez, Louise. I love. You know what the best thing about TikTok was? <laughs> we're back to TikTok. Yes, they had a guy upside down, so his arms. We're in the legs. In a handstand position? Handstand. That's how he's walking around. Doesn't that sound like a nightmare? Why? Why would somebody do that? For for money? I mean, no, but I mean, what, was, maybe. The, what was the point? I will do anything for love, but I won't walk upside down. <laughs> my hands just my arms. Well, they had the wheelies doing that, and this guy upside down in this suit. This woman had to rotate her heads around. It was traumatic, man. Okay. So, anyway, return to Oz, guys. If you love it... We're sorry. We're sorry. But on to the next movie. Yay! Traumatic 1985 kids films. Kids films? Uh, Let's talk about this next one. Okay. It comes straight from Canada. It is called The Peanut Butter Solution. Michael's a normal boy in an abnormal position. He had a little accident. You had yourself some sort of extraordinary fright. Michael, where's your hair? I'm bald. The proper medical term is harem scalm. What a loony. Now, he's got one hairy problem. And he's about to find a solution. (laughs) You can't just come into our house, can you? Ghosts can go anywhere. In the least likely place you'd think. Here's old Charlie's recipe. A jar of peanut butter. Don't use too much of it or watch out. But the peanut butter solution is just the beginning. It's growing so fast. Of an even bigger problem. Mr. Jingus, it's moving. Human hair grows only half an inch a month. No more. That's a head of hair. Well done, son. I don't think it's natural, Dad. It's the peanut butter solution. This is a classroom, not a barbershop. A toast. To this new hair, long may it grow. But if it doesn't stop growing, what will happen to Michael? It's a hair-raising, heartwarming comedy adventure for your whole family. See the peanut butter solution. What's the music? <laughs> All right, I, this is what IMDb says about the peanut butter solution. Peanut butter is the secret ingredient for magic potions made by two friendly ghosts. 11-year-old Michael loses all of his hair when he gets a fright and uses the potion to get his hair back. (laughs) Sorry. That's it. It was so long they couldn't get it on there. But too much peanut (laughs) butter causes things to get a bit hairy. What? Who? They just had some like rando write the summary for this? Like, Like, look at this. What? Look. Like it goes like Ghostful synopsis. Yes. That's weird. That, how, did you not know how, do you not know how IMDB works? I, I didn't know that random people ro- write the actual log line. Basically, yeah. It's like called the plot summary. 
as opposed to log line. Weird. Well, this is a this is a, a weird one. Um, directed by Michael Rubbo. <laughs> Uh, written by some guys I can't even pronounce their name. Uh, stars Michael McKay, Siluk. You said this guy's name. How do you say his last name? It's Say S- San Say. Allison Darcy, the Peanut Butter Solution. Chrissy. Mm. Obviously, you'd never heard of this movie before. Nope. Can you uh, tell what do you think about it? Well, my dad was in a band called the Peanut Butter Conspiracy, so this was very confusing at first. What? Yeah, it kind of freaked me out. <gasps> um. So, whereas Return to Oz is a movie that you are actively angry at 95% of the time, this is a movie that's so horrible, it's kind of watchable. Like, it makes you laugh in places, unintentionally so, through the horrible acting, the terrible writing, the absurdity of why the, like, why the plot even exists. It exists because a child is scared, and apparently his hair falls out, and this is the solution. Let's spread peanut butter, you know, around your head. And there you go. You're going to grow a ton of hair. So, th- like, that's it. That's the entire plot. And it's ridiculous, but it's somehow okay in its terribleness. The poster says, a hair-raising comedy, exclamation point. I'm glad it knew it was a comedy. I was worried about Is it about a comedy? That. Well, that's what, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, This is not a comedy. Well... I mean, I don't think it was intentionally a comedy. Serial killer Mary Poppins Returns is probably more than a <laughs> comedy than this one. So, I mean, okay, so from beginning to end, right? Let's start out with the, with how it begins. This kid it, is it a family with his dad and his sister. There, There is a mom, but they are acting like she basically died, that she left and, you know, what are we going to do? And, you know, the sister's taking up pretty much all the jobs. So you're hitting hitting at the worst part of this movie and why it's, I'm also like, okay, I understand why it was traumatic because the actual particulars of the plot are crazy. Right. But the way people react to the stuff is just like even crazier. That's what I was just going to say. So that's what I was just going to say. But that's what makes it so like, I think, watchable because it, the reactions are absurd to things. It's like, okay, dilemma, mom is not here. Solution, sister must make breakfast, lunch, and dinner and do taxes in the middle of the day and wear a robe. Damn right, she should. Right. Another problem. Earn your keep, sister. The kid loses his hair suddenly and inexplicably. Well, maybe we should take him to the doctor. The doctor will say it's something called harem scare him and we'll get him a wig that we'll put on with blobs of bubble gum underneath inexplicably Chrissy she, he walks <laughs> he walks into a house that had been recently partially burned down yes always a good choice by the way and he sees something that scares him so much that his like hair like just jumps from his body uh, clearly He's, he gets the fright hasn't that happened to you all the time I mean yeah all the time um nah this movie is bonkers man no I know which 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 one of these two movies do you think is would be more traumatic to a kid? Uh, Re- Return to Oz or Peanut Butter Solution? This would be more traumatic, I think, on its face. The idea that you could lose your hair by being so scared that one day you won't have it anymore. Um, and like your mom is gone and that whole thing. Not only is your mom gone, you can't even call her. Yeah. He, he even says, so can, I, can I ring her? And the dad's like, no, she's in Australia selling your grandma's house. You almost get scared to death. You lose your hair. You, you know, have to get a wick. You have a lot of tra- traumatic experiences with that. Then you do this peanut butter mixture. And then, like, it just gets weirder and weirder. Yeah. And 
the the strangest, most fucked up part of this movie is doesn't even happen till like seventy percent into the movie. Yes. When this okay, there's this art teacher character in this movie. Oh, he's such a creep. Who is like the worst? Yeah. Like the worst. Like you wouldn't. This guy has a position where he teaches children. Ugh. And you wouldn't like. I wouldn't hire this guy to, you know. Instacart my groceries. <laughs> oh boy, that's a, that tells you something. <laughs> but he's super creepy. He, he, as our art, art teacher, he's like yelling at his students. Chrissy, knows, like elementary. Chrissy age. knows that he's like ultra misogynistic and terrible to the girls. Yeah, yeah. All the girls in his class, he's like, "What is this? And what are you doing?" And he was, like, "What accent was that, I, Senor? I couldn't even tell." I, well, I mean, he's supposed to be French, I assume, in this movie. But everyone uh, in this movie has a different accent. Yeah, it's really hard to tell. Um. Anyway, flash forward, he like kidnaps a ton of kids. Yeah, and starts like this magical paintbrush factory. Yeah, where he's like, "I will make paintbrushes out of your hair." We don't make 500 paintbrushes with don't eat. Like, this is like, this is crazy Horror land. Movie. Yeah. Talk, about, Mi- talk about Michael Jackson, you know. <laughs> oh, boy. He should have this role. He would have loved this. <laughs> hey, little kids. You want to come over here and make some paintbrushes? Any- <laughs> anyway, the main kid, once he s- slops this peanut butter solution on his head and his hair just starts growing so fast that it never stops... The the evil art teacher's like, hmm, how can I monetize this? And he like gets that sounds like, like my dad. Oh my god, it is the peer and better conspiracy. Let's get this great Shark Tank, you know, idea too. Okay, we'll just imprison all these children and this kid whose hair doesn't stop uh, growing, and I'll make magical paintbrushes out of them. Yeah, done and done. Sounds legit. I don't even think the the parents or police will care that much because we basically don't even see them or or wonder. No, have you met the parents in this movie? They this don't want to like, complain or do this anything. Is like Temple of Don't Temple of Doom level like child imprisonment in this movie. <laughs> Not only that, uh, the kids like almost like seem like they love it. There. It's very weird. There's, Stockhold a, there's a scene syndrome. in this movie. Remember that where he's like, "Okay, I'm going to show you what these magical paintbrushes do," and all the kids are like clapping and there, applauding. It was like a show. Yeah, I'm like, it was what? like a show. They just had you in like cages. I don't know. This this movie's wrong. It's wrong on many levels. And then it kind kind of like makes you want to like be scared of of homeless ghosts. That's wrong, Chrissy. Big time homeless ghosts. What are you looking at? I was looking up the peanut butter conspiracy. Is that's your dad's band? Yeah, it's not the same. He should have done the soundtrack to the peanut butter solution. <laughs> but instead, like we almost said earlier, Celine Dion did her first yes. first English language songs for the peanut butter solution. It was shocking. At the end, I, I heard this voice and I recognized it immediately, and I was like, wait a minute, is this Celine Dion? When you're kidnapped by crazy <laughs> French men. Justin, I have a question for you. When you were a kid. Forced to make magical paintbrushes. Oh, what? Boy. When you were a kid and apparently 
saw this movie. Like, who made you see it? Were you young enough that you, like, your mom or somebody in your family was like, let's watch this. This seems like a good idea. Well, no, you have to remember that I grew up in a video store. Right. So you were also probably like five. Huh? You were like five. Yeah. And I liked movies. And the kids, so the kids section, you know, had all the kids movies mm-hmm. with all the boxes facing forward. And this had like a weird uh, v- cover. I was like, oh, what is this? Oh, I like peanut butter. Okay. And that's how, it, that's probably what I did. And then you watch it, you're like, this is not about peanut butter at all. No. You know. Right. Apparently, Skippy peanut butter paid for prominent product placement in the film. Oh, my God. <laughs> in the scenes where the, where the children were imprisoned, probably. I have no words, man. <laughs> oh, my God. This is a great piece of IMDb trivia. Ready for this? Oh, my God. So no. the dad in this movie is like an artist, and he's like pretty much spends most of the film up in his attic painting 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 stuff but so he, he can sell them but he looks like the dad in cindy Lauper's girls just want to have fun music video so it's kind of got a dose of creepiness to a- it apparently christy the producer loved the painting of the family playing tennis so much that he hung it in his office for over 30 years are you kidding me is that why that he's offered six thousand dollars for it because they're like but who wouldn't want this beautiful piece <laughs> but here's the big question okay this is a kid's movie Kids movies all about like messages. What do you think? What is the theme of this movie? What does this have to say? God. Um Pu- Puberty's okay? Like don't be scared about puberty? I don't even know what the theme is. How about his friend that r- that rubs the peanut butter solution on like his balls and like he grows like pubic hair out his <laughs> out his ankles? I can't. That happens, you remember? Did you wipe that from your memory? Do you know what I feel like? Do you know what I feel like? I guess if we were to say that there's any theme to be had here, Mm -hmm. it's I guess it's don't be a dick. Like, don't be a dick. Basically, be nice to homeless people. Especially homeless ghosts. Right, because they may end up being ghosts who could help you in the end, but it's also the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Don't be a dick to your sister who is basically replacing your mom and is doing everything she can for you. Don't be a dick to your best friend who sometimes can be annoying and you kind of want to kick out of that. It's like the dad even has this moment where he's like, I've not been very nice to you. I'm going to stop being a dick to you now. And the best friend's like, okay, whatever. Cool. So I, I don't know. That's the only through line I can kind of think of. And then, you know, and Senor gets his own in the end. So don't be a dick. I like it. Well, the producer and the director apparently said that their goal was to create a, quote, gentle, frightening film. <laughs> Uh, but the producer felt the theme was, quote, if something frightens you, find out why. In most cases, you'll discover it wasn't so frightening after all, end quote. What the? What? And don't be a dick. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think my theme is way more poetic and I actually substantiated it. I don't understand how that. Uh, okay. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> uh, and be wary of uh, of teachers that are like fuck imagination. Basically, Simics. Isn't that weird that like that was him in the beginning of the film, and then in the film he's like, psh, psh, make my magical paintbrushes. Well, of course it's weird. This whole movie is fucking weird. But you're glad you saw it, right? Yeah, it's a classic. It's a sure. cult classic, Chrissy. The peanut butter solution. Yepers. Doesn't it seem super Canadian to you? Yes, it does. You should have worn your Canada shirt while you were watching this. I mean, seriously. That's why they were too polite to like take him to the doctor, like get him in after like, oh, you know, like it would be, we don't want to like put out the doctor. You rub, you rub peanut butter on your balls, eh? 
Eh? You mean a? A? He said eh. I'm still learning, Chrissy. I, there's no part of me that's Canadian. Eh? I'm Canadian by marriage. True. You get a green card if we move to Canada because I'm Canadian. Our our kids are a quarter Canadian. They are. They are a quarter Canadian. And if there is a zombie apocalypse, that is where we're going, guys. Let's join up. Bring your peanut butter solution. Join us. This way to Vancouver, everybody. Vancouver. <laughs> anyway, yeah. The, I, again, I can see why I was traumatized by this movie as a child. Big time. It's really crazy. Homeless ghosts, you know. Oh, I know. Peanut butters. What do you think of all that stuff they put in there? Would you put that on your head? No. no. You asked me that while we were watching it. Put and that I was on like, your, no. Your knees? No. Some, some hairy knees? I would not, but thank you for asking. He had, you? He had some hair, though. Maybe that was the theme. Like, it was a wig. Huh? It was a wig. The whole time? It had to have been. How about that scene where he like grows it really fast in like five minutes? That was pretty good. I guess it was. I mean, it was visually interesting. Um, which one? If you had to watch either of these movies again, which one would it be the Peanut Butter Solution? Oh, so you're gonna give it a better grade? What would you give it? Of course. Um, uh, it's like a, a D plus. Ooh, D plus. Yeah. Uh, it was bonkers, but like I said, it made me laugh in ways that it unintentionally was funny. And terrible. What, would I, what did I give the other one? Uh, you gave that one a D plus. I gave I gave Return All as a D minus. You gave it a D plus. Hmm. This movie, I'm giving you a D plus. You are giving it a. I like this a little bit more, but this is not a C minus. I know. <laughs> I'm moving that one back to D. This is D plus. All right. Damn it. And I will watch probably never watch either of these movies again. Probably all, not. Although the Peanut Butter Solution is in full. On YouTube, guys. You will definitely make Brooklyn watch this when she's Check like 12. It I know out. you. You say you're never going to watch this again. Check back in six years, people. <laughs> you never know. Mm. You never know. I know you. Anyway, Chris. Yes. Thank you for taking this trip back. You're to my most childhood. welcome. Thanks for having me. Did you me. eat all your cereal? Is it no, done? no, it's now in a soggy pile over there. Uh, sour, then sweet. No, thank you. Um, Chrissy, where can you find our podcast online? Well, you can find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever fine podcasts can be downloaded, such as Stitcher and SoundCloud and Podbean and uh, Spotify. Spotify, of course. And we're on social media. At Movie Geek Cast is our handle. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yay. Yay. Um, so what's going on next week? We don't quite know. Oh, I don't know. But we do know that we are slated to have two of our best friends on the couch for some live fantasy movie draftage, possibly. Which is very exciting. Um, we're trying to still think of uh, something, just something a little bit different to do. Yeah. You know, we're in the doldrums of, of January. We're trying to shake things up. Damn it, January. Right? Bring a little brightness into sure, our Sure, Jan. Um, but biggest thing is... Thank you to everyone who is listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. If you have the time and haven't, please uh, throw us a, a rating review on Apple Podcasts. That would be huge for us. That's how small pod, small indie podcasts like us grow. And you know what? If you do have the time to write us that sacred review that would mean the world to us and would obviously get a shout out on the podcast, go ahead and go to Podfix and you can find a whole bunch of other wonderful podcasts that are in our network. Podfixnetwork.com. Or just tell a friend about us. 
You could do that too. That works too. Just tell a friend. Tag that person. Say, hey. We will give them a personal shout You should listen to this. It might enrich your life in some way. Do you know about Sour Patch Kids cereal? (laughs) Here. And that friend will love you. Just like we do. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.